0: Welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. I am one of your big boys, Matt Beebe.
1: Am I, and I am another one of your big boys, John George.
0: And John George, you are blessed. <laughs> you, this is a blessing and a privilege really, of what you are experiencing right now. I have stopped my <laughs> life and more importantly, my playthrough of The Last of Us 2 to be here on this very podcast yeah um against my will really (laughs) this is the last thing i want to be doing if you're listening to this later today is the day that the last of us part two launched i have my box right here with me uh (laughs) and i i have taken at least an hour probably like an hour and a half break to record this damn podcast so i'm just gonna say it now i'm gonna phone it in this week I'm, I am I want to get this one out of the way. Yeah. I'm going to give like two opinions. I'm hanging up. Maybe John can do the rest. I don't care. I have to get back to that sweet, sweet video <laughs> game.
1: So I'm the one. I, I have to take us through this podcast is what you're talking me, baby. You're forced. Yeah,
0: I'm checked out. I am fully in the world of fungus zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I am just riding this wave so we can be over, preferably at like, I don't know, uh, six fifteen. Does wow. six fifteen
1: sound good? That's in fifteen minutes. Or that's
0: 12. in less than fifteen that's minutes. That's about minutes. as much. That's about as much effort as I'm gonna. Cause you, I mean, we're gonna talk about it. <laughs> I guess I, we can even talk about it now. Cause this that's is the intro, and then we. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch any movies this week?
1: I literally watched nothing. I was. This was like one of my busiest days of work in such a long time. I only could watch the movie that we are talking about, *The Five Bloods*. But yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I've been reading a book lately, so I could talk about that if you want.
0: Okay. I mean, we've <laughs> we've done weirder.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But why don't I kick it off since I'm just gonna fucking really just this is the only thing that my brain is functioning on right now i did also watch the five bloods which we will talk about but again phoning it in uh, <laughs> my whole world right now belongs to neil Druckmann, creative director of at naughty dog um so basically my physical copy of last of us because i want the special edition arrived today and i've played about um about two or three hours now actually video game victor is on the couch right next to me now he's playing it (laughs) um yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah brother (laughs) yeah he uh that's gonna be hilarious for the people who aren't watching live Mm -hmm. um video game victor is having a great time i told him not to spoil anything um but yeah so i've i've only kind of gotten through the expository parts right now i haven't even really finished what i would consider the exposition um, I have to put this pen away. <laughs> but uh and as we've established on this podcast, I'll talk about video games sometimes when I feel like they're movie enough. <laughs> um and Last of Us 2 is definitely movie enough Pretty to be talked movies. about here. Um Yeah, so we all know we've been waiting like I think 7 years. Last of Us 1 came out in 2013. Um and finally that that was kind of what struck me first when I was playing it was Like, oh, my God, I'm playing The Last of Us 2. Like, I couldn't even believe it. Uh, I booted up the game, and it's a much quieter start than than Last of Us 1. And that's my main takeaway that I'll talk about here. Without any spoilers, this is completely spoiler-free. But Last of Us 2 has a very subdued beginning, and I really, really like it. Um, I haven't even been in, like, a major gunfight yet there are some stealth segments that they present and I got through them all without using guns at all. Um, but I, I was telling you earlier that this was like a John George special, um, because we establish in the first game and uh, the DLC that Ellie is a lesbian and that's part of her character. And so this game kicks off with basically straight up young adult lesbian romance story. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> And it's it's really wonderfully told. It's gorgeous. I mean, it starts off in a small town. There's all these people and all this stuff going. On. You're like, oh my God, like they built this whole world. It's there there aren't enough good things for me to say about it, but that's that's part of the reason I'm so hyped to get back
1: because I've only gotten a few hours in and I'm already like, I gotta
0: go give it back
1: well baby unfortunately for you i have so many segments planned this is the most in-depth i've gone into planning a podcast (laughs) and you are you're gonna hate me oh (laughs) damn it (laughs) the five bloods is gonna turn into the five hours all right oh my god an hour for each blood (laughs) we are gonna go i i plan out a straight hour for each blood um plus technically there are kind of six bloods total uh yeah, fair. Because they fair. keep multiplying, of course, as they mentioned in the movie. Yes,
0: they don't die, they multiply.
1: Yes, uh, so we're gonna, there's, this is just going to keep going on forever. I, this is more important to me than The Last of Us 2. I don't even know what that is. So. Oh, God, you you heathen. <laughs> very, you sinner. I'm very excited to hear your thoughts on it, though. I never finished The Last of Us 1, so I don't feel like I should yeah. get this game, um, even though I do no. really want to.
0: You should absolutely finish last. I mean, we talked a little bit about about a potential big boy gaming thing or something with Last of Us. Um, And I still would like to do that because I I know you'll love Last of Us one, but just based on this opening, I think you'll super love Last of Us two.
1: Okay, yeah, that's the main reason. Like, of course, David Ehrlich, one of my favorite critics, loves Last of Us two, has already played it twice Um, Mm. and he is a movie critic. He's not even a video game critic. So yeah, that made me immediately be like, okay, now I really want to play this. Oh, yeah and so. uh he he also
0: reviewed Death Stranding and I talked about Death Stranding too on his podcast. So he's he's an official uh video game boy. He <laughs> can he can do movies and video games, he's video much video like game me in Video Game Victor. Yeah, yeah yeah. he is a video game. He <laughs> is an honorary Victor. I'm sure he sounds exactly like
1: Video Game Victor. Oh yeah, he definitely does. I have heard his voice before but uh I think he was like doing a different voice in the podcast. Yeah, no, you know, <laughs> Video
0: Game Victor is a man of many voices. <laughs>
1: yeah brother (laughs) yeah wow
0: he is really into last of us 2 over he's playing on his nintendo switch he is so into last of us 2 wow
1: yeah i might have to because i had i still didn't check i did have last of us remastered for ps4 i don't Mm -hmm. know if i gave it away or not though with my ps4 so i gotta just (laughs) check on that um but I might just like pick that up again and then do Last of Us Two because Yeah, around the movie community, this is actually getting a lot of hype. <laughs> so yeah. Now I now I wanna play it. Because I do like game stories games video game stories a lot when they're movie esque. So mm-hmm. I, I think we should I would be down. I wanna think about it more. Look at look check if I have Last of Us One because I'd, yeah. I'd, I would love to do an episode on it.
0: No, I think I think you would super love it, and I know you're not a huge fan of the gamier parts of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last of Us Two definitely has its gamier parts, like uh, you know, you're still like picking up screws to upgrade your gun and and finding ingredients to craft stuff. Um, they brought back the upgrade system where you get pills and you use pills to like upgrade your brain i guess it's like like that's the weirdest thing about yeah like last of us in general is for whatever reason it's like alex jones brain pills (laughs) are scattered around the world Uh and you take them and when you take enough pills you like you know how to make a good melee weapon or something are
1: any of the frogs gay in that game
0: there well here's the thing is i can't confirm i can't (laughs) confirm or deny if there are any gay frogs, gay characters absolutely (laughs) um i'll keep an eye out and if there is a single frog in that game i will screenshot it and send it to you and we can assume it's gay
1: it's gotta be gay. yeah if the people are gay the the frogs have to be gay too
0: oh yeah well that's the thing is the chemicals in the water you think they just turn the frogs gay
1: <laughs> they turn everyone gay those chemicals oh
0: every you, when they put chemicals in the water everyone's gay <laughs>
1: Okay, B- big boy book time. We're, we're just talking about video games. Yeah, sure. Books. Fuck
0: it. Like, like I said, I'm checked out. You could talk about a fucking inscription you read on a temple wall, and I wouldn't give a shit right now.
1: <laughs> you're, just, you're secretly playing Last of Us.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep my hands below the camera at all times. <laughs> just play um, on my controller.
1: What am I reading? I'm reading um, The Song of Achilles. Uh, which is a modern retelling of the Iliad um mm. from the perspective of a minor character in the Iliad the, i haven 't read the iliad i 've read um the odyssey the odyssey yeah i 't read the Iliad um but this is making me want to read the Iliad more because this mainly takes place before the Iliad and it 's um it's kind of, it's like a retelling, like if Achilles and, uh, God, I can't remember his name. If Achilles was gay with this other dude in it, um, that's like one oh. of his sidekicks of the Iliad. And it's a very interesting, very interesting tale so far. I'm pretty far into it and it's, it's, it's a pretty heartfelt book. Um, but I'm reading this and then i I mainly, I saw these on Reddit. So I was like, oh, I'm interested in reading these. Um, and the other one's called Circe. And it's, it's her retelling of the Odyssey this time instead of the Iliad. And Cersei's supposed oh, okay. to be, Cersei's supposed to be developed into an HBO Max show. Um, yeah. Sh-
0: it's a Game of Thrones spinoff, right?
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's spelled different though. It's spelled C-I-C-I-R-C-E. Um Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a Game of Thrones spinoff. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm interested. That one's that one's the Odyssey from the perspective of Circe. <laughs> so I'm ex- I'm excited to read some modern retellings of these. But uh, yeah, it's been pretty good so far. I'd rec I'd recommend them. Um, All right, it's yeah. Nice if if nothing, books.
0: you get primed for the HBO Max show, and uh, yeah, that's kind of a movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a visual thing. <laughs> that counts yeah. as... That should be on we can problem.
0: spin anything into a movie if we try hard <laughs> enough, so yeah, exactly. I wouldn't worry.
1: Yeah, like BB could technically put down the controller in Last of Us 2, and then it's a movie all of a sudden if he's just looking at the screen, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe not a lot would be happening, um,
0: <laughs> but man, I'd get to enjoy a nice vista or two. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean... Uh, to be fair, like a lot of people who criticize Naughty Dog games, are very much the people who are like, "Oh, it's just a movie. I want to play a video game um, because they have cutscenes." I guess, uh, and when a game has reaches its threshold of cutscenes, gamers no longer like to call it a game. <laughs> so, so that's that's always been the big controversy with uh, Last of Us and Uncharted. Is they're like, "If I wanted to watch a movie, I watch a movie," and it's like, "Fucking." you You shoot you run but that's their actions
1: that's the best part of those games (laughs) i don't yeah
0: that's also the thing is like you're buying a naughty dog (laughs) game you're coming here for the story and the acting and the directing like if you wanted mario go play mario
1: yeah exactly (laughs) mario still exists like some games like i don't know like Assassin's creed sometimes like some other games that have when they ever they have cutscenes, i'm just like please stop because that because it's not that good yeah, um, But they're like Naughty Dog game. Like that's what I go to Naughty Dog games for is the cutscene. So I'm just like, yeah, w- sitting there. Those are the parts I'm like mostly on the edge of my scene paying attention to. Yeah, so.
0: it's like Naughty Dog games are those few games where I can't be doing anything else when playing them. Like phone has to be off. No, like video playing off to the side or podcast. Yeah. Like I, I'm in it to like experience the world and the story um, on like. Yeah, like I think exa- Assassin's Creed is a great example where I've, I'm there to be a sneaky assassin, I don't really give a shit about what conspiracy assassin world is is going on. Yeah.
1: Um well B B I thought I thought, you know, since you're phoning it in this time, um, that maybe I should take over some of your segments. Make sure the podcast is still full and it's full form. We do get that hour in, you know. Um uh-huh. so I I've decided to do Critic's Corner this week.
0: Well, what is yeah. is that even legal
1: uh yes it absolutely I, is because you phoned, phoned i, I it didn't in, you handed it over to me basically by saying that it hey, was oh, my show i handed you the phone yeah you handed me the phone the samsung galaxy right but yeah my my samsung galaxy that i read all my critics corners <laughs> off of by <laughs> critics corner sponsored by samsung galaxy yeah one day one day <laughs> samsung will, will
0: finally get in on this honeypot that is critics corner
1: yeah well this this week's critics corner is for last of us 2 um, oh my god i was able to even though the game that has not been out for that long i was able to find some people who apparently finished the game very quickly baby yeah um, i
0: want to preface this real quick um so the game did leak uh to a certain capacity Mm -hmm. and so gamers got mad because i guess there's some stuff in the leaks i didn't read the leaks i haven't paid any attention to what they are i have no idea what happens in the game Um, but apparently gamers are mad because of the leaks although everyone i've heard who's played an advanced copy of the game is like i read the leaks you don't know shit until you've played the game Um, also we should note the game launched less than 24 hours ago for regular people there is no fucking way anyone without an advanced copy has finished this game yet. So these are all reviews based purely on leak rage.
1: Yep. Um, and the meta, if you go to the Metacritic right now, the user reviews are down the toilet. My God. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, just absolutely awful. Uh,
0: it's a it's a war of the worlds over there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm so I'm sitting through this this morning. I'm just going through it, and I'm like, how? First of all, like. Every once in a while, I'd forget, like, okay, wait a minute. There's no way any of these people have finished the game. How is everyone writing these reviews? But also just wrapping my head around the fact that every single review says the same exact thing. Like, it's (laughs) nuts. Like, every top review just stated the same exact thing, which is like, first of all almost every review like mentioned how good the graphics are which i guess they're really good (laughs) because every single (laughs) review is like only good thing is the graphics or like they would start off with like graphics good story bad um yeah but a lot of bad reviews that's that basically sums up all the bad reviews some people being like oh it's not even the sjw stuff it the story is just straight up bad um (laughs) And just saying that, like, all the bad reviews are, like, story is shit, graphics good. (laughs) No one mentions the the gameplay at all. They're just, like, story, bad, (laughs) graphics, really
0: good. You know any gamer who just, like, talks about graphics really in general is kind of full of shit. Like, (laughs) the conversation around graphics in video games has been so tainted because all these, like, fucking, I mean we can be honest most these people have no idea how game development works or how graphics (laughs) are made or developed um so when people say good graphics what they're really saying is they look realistic and obviously naughty dog is the gold standard they make the most realistic looking games out there
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um but no one seems to pay attention to art style which is why when someone sees like pokemon they're like that's bad graphics because it looks like a cartoon
1: yeah 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 or they see like the wind waker and they're like awful that looks bad yeah that's not yeah real. well that
0: actually was a conversation yeah, yeah. uh, a controversy when it came out
1: <laughs> yeah they were like well nintendo didn't help themselves out by having like the demo for for the next Zelda, yeah. be super realistic, and then they came out. I don't think
0: victory. it was a demo for the next Zelda. It was just a yeah, demo yeah. to show what the GameCube could do, and they're like, "This is what a Zelda game would look like on GameCube." They did the same thing for the Wii U, where they released a tech demo that showed Link fighting yeah, yeah, a big yeah. spider. I that. And it looks nothing like Breath of the Wild.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I for, I always forget Zelda. Or the Wii U basically just didn't have a Zelda, right? It had it yeah, had Breath of the, of
0: the wild. wild, but you were a fool if you played breath of the wild on wii u yeah
1: absolutely yeah. um oh yeah back to the critics corner so yeah yeah that's i decided not to take one of those reviews because all the reviews were the same and not funny and just like boring come on guys it, yeah if you're gonna hate a game be <laughs> the plight more funny. of critics corner be more funny <laughs> please <laughs> um so this one's a quick little one i'm just gonna throw in here uh because i think it uh, <laughs> um i think it's funny Uh, Octavio 8 says, uh, gave it a zero out of 10, by the way. Uh, Okay, okay. And he said, the video game equivalent of The Last Jedi. (laughs) Oh,
0: no. (laughs) Okay. That's loaded. That's, there's a lot of baggage in that one, huh? Uh
1: huh.
0: (laughs) What's funny is actually when I was looking through the, um, when I did my cursory glance at Metacritic just to see what was going on uh, and I saw the game has a 95 critic score and like a 3.4 user review right now, uh, I was like, oh, this is The Last Jedi where all the critics are like, it's great. And all of the users are like, bad lady with purple hair, slap Poe Dameron. And I'm like, okay, here we go again.
1: <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of there were some reviews about subverting expectations Again. Oh no! So I was like, "Oh, is this happening all over again?" <laughs> uh, so,
0: I mean, look—if we're getting Last Jedi again, I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfectly fine with me. Although it does imply that the third one is going to be utter trash. Oh no!
1: <laughs> Where they try to re—they go go back on everything they did in two.
0: <laughs> yeah, they retcon everything, and they make Ellie is like actually a mushroom, and she's. <laughs> her her dad was actually the mushroom that caused the mushroom zombies to be a thing and she's also straight. And, uh, she was never
1: gay what? Anyway. Uh, could you imagine
0: <laughs> she's like oh no it turns out i'm straight <laughs> yeah they they handed me a bible and totally straight was now
1: just a phase just like my dad yeah
0: said. <laughs> and that's why uh you know and And the third one, like this, like chubby dude with a neck beard and a fedora comes out. And she's like, this is my new boyfriend. This is the kind of man I'm attracted to.
1: (laughs) Everyone's just like, Mm -hmm. yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's amazing. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But here's the real critics corner from, um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, So I'm just going to not. It's from a user. Also gave it a zero out of 10. Of course. Yeah, we're
0: gonna call him um, Rango from Rango.
1: Okay. Um, but this okay. So this first sentence, it makes no sense, and that's why it's so great. It literally okay. makes no sense. So uh, it starts off with Neil Cockman made from famous, <laughs> made from famous game dev studio. Some kind of joke. Uh, so don't know what that means at all. I I, I I can break that down, but let's get through it. Such amount of SJW in one game I never saw in my life. Story very bad, and it is unbelievable because story it was main reason why I loved games from Naughty Dogs. Sony, <laughs> Sony, you need to fire Cockman, or studio will be buried. Rest in <laughs> rest in peas, the vegetable P E A oh rest okay great rest in peas and d you was the best game development studio wow <laughs> what a trooper yep
0: right. uh so i think what they're saying obviously neil cockman is neil yeah, yeah. Druckmann, yeah uh the the director of both games uh he uh wrote and directed both of them
1: uh and what was the second half of that first sentence? Neil Druckmann made from famous gave made from famous game dev studio some kind of joke.
0: Oh, he's saying Neil Druckmann made Naughty Dog a joke. Oh. <laughs> he's because Neil Druckmann directed Last of Us, he directed Uncharted 4 and now he's directed Last of Us 2. Uh all three in my opinion, well, I haven't finished Last of Us 2, but at least the last two um are, are like masterpiece quality video games, Neil uh, incredibly well written and directed. Oh yeah, but he yeah, let's fucking get him, guy. You know it's good when he doesn't really have a last name that you can make fun of, so they just have to put like "cock" there. Like that's the best they can do.
1: Neil Cockman. <laughs>
0: such amount of sjw
1: in one game
0: (laughs) i you i can't even imagine how much sjw they could have put in this game they
1: fit so much sjw in this in this baby
0: it's in in every (laughs) nook and cranny
1: (laughs) wow uh honestly these reviews make me want to play last of us 2 even more bb i i know right (laughs) these guys are doing some great viral marketing here yeah um I, I, like i want to play a game developed by a man named neil cockman like come on
0: yeah i just like to imagine this guy sitting there in front of his computer um he learned english two days ago and he was like all right all right neil truckman neil truckman no that's not anything <laughs> neil um he could have done neil Duck, duckman neil fuckman yeah i guess neil Fu- well that would be like Oh, you know what it is? It's Neil fucks men. <laughs> that's it that's it. That's the fucking play. I need to comment that on this dude. Yeah. Be like, if you're going to shit on this dude,
1: do it right. <laughs> Neil fucks men. Yeah, oh, that's Mark literally it. Because in this guy's.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's still not really much of anything um no it's you go at because clearly this dude doesn't like gay people and he considers anything gay sjw so that's how you go for the throat there yeah, yeah true <laughs> neil fucks
1: men. yeah very good i like it i like it <laughs> I went yeah also so bad. we've just improved that review by by at least five points wow well bb to be honest i never want to do critics quarter again it was depressing <laughs> yeah welcome
0: to my world i'm glad i could drag you down into the mud for for one week
1: clicking the negative bar on metacritic and just scrolling through all the negative reviews and all of them being the same and all of these people just yeah like imagine if like it wasn't the internet and it was just like people like in a room and they were just all yelling the same shit like that's how annoying it was to have just like people already John. said this why do you feel like you should also type it and comment it people already said this. what you've
0: what you've brought up is essentially like i'm gonna say at least 50 percent of all star wars podcasts <laughs> is is like five dudes around a table going oh but last jedi sucked right i can't believe how but yeah last jedi did suck <laughs> oh man i hate this part and i hate this part and it just goes on forever until the heat death of the universe that's our podcast with um, of
1: skywalker though so
0: <laughs> it's true but i'm i'm better and smarter yeah, true. than uh shit fuck we have to get out of it john <laughs>
1: shit, i stop streaming you've
0: exposed me shit. it's over
1: <laughs> yeah uh i guess we should talk about Five bloods because that's an actual film <laughs>
0: it is an actual it'll be our our actual film actual uh also i i started watching the tv show fargo but i haven't even finished <laughs> the first episodes oh. so i can't even really say anything martin freeman's great that's what how I'll far say. did you get i'm like a little over halfway through the first episode
1: okay okay
0: love martin freeman love billy bob thornton love basically everything about it right
1: now uh, Mo- um, Mark asks if there will be spoilers for Defy Bloods, and the answer is yes, but once we indicate that there is.
0: Yeah, so we're going to give general impressions, spoiler-free for Defy Bloods, and then we're going to go into Spoiler Town. So you can stick around for a little bit longer, Mark.
1: Yeah, I I almost rewatched Fargo Season 1 um, because I turned it on Hulu just to listen to like the theme that plays at the beginning because it gives me chills. And then I was like, oh, I mm-hmm. can watch this. And then I was like, no, wait, I have to work. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, I almost watched
0: it while I was working today, uh, but I, I got a little too busy.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that show's so good. I'm excited for you to, Yeah, I kind of want to rewatch it with you and talk about it. Um.
0: Yeah, I'm, well, obviously I haven't even finished the first episode. The only downside is uh, I'm on my friend's Hulu account and they have Hulu with ads. Ugh. So I'm watching it with ads, which is terrifying. S- sucks gotta get it without
1: yeah. ads my girlfriend's
0: parents i know pay for well for it's it's <laughs> con- it's complicated because basically it's actually an hbo subscription but it's hbo through hulu uh so the subscription you get i get all the hbo shows and movies for free and then i get all the hbo or the hulu shows with um with ads yikes so yeah yeah big yikes
1: can't believe hulu still has those ads making cash and it's wild
0: making bank yeah fat cash um and you know who else made fat cash
1: Spike lee to five bloods <laughs> oh shit that was a good <laughs> that was a good transition
0: yeah no i've i've got them they're all up in this noodle here
1: yeah uh, maybe a minor spoiler but not that big of a spoiler
0: i i wouldn't it's in the general description that they're looking for treasure okay. if you read the letterbox
1: description it says yes um to five bloods a new spike lee joint yeah, which is wild because it feels like Black
0: Klansman wasn't that long ago, but Apparently it, was. it was a few years.
1: Jeez. Yeah, 2018. Uh, yeah, it's been a couple of years. Honestly, I'm surprised that he was this fast. He he had slowed down. Black Klansman was like his first since like old boy or something, which was in 2013. It mm-hmm. doesn't really count. Um, So yeah, he slowed down for a bit. So I'm, I'm surprised he's he's picking up the pace again. I was not expecting another yeah. Lee joint so fast.
0: I mean this was clearly like a, a lower budget thing. Um so maybe that had so they probably maybe had more of a condensed schedule for it. But yeah, it was it's impressive that he's he's already cranked out another one.
1: Yeah, but um how many spike lee joints have you seen, Matt PB?
0: Not many. I think it's just this and Black Klansman, from what I can remember. All right. I've only seen one more than
1: you, so it's not that <laughs> not that impressive, but I guess yeah. I'm a Spike Lee uh connoisseur in comparison to you here uh Mm -hmm. because i've only seen i've seen do the right thing which is the best spike lee movie in my opinion um spoilers for my opinion on defy bloods i guess it's not better than do the right thing
0: (laughs) okay that's that's (laughs) fair i haven't seen it but i i don't i don't think it's better
1: than black clansman either so oh yeah um but yeah mark says old boy absolutely does not count i mean yeah and Spike Lee... I can't believe Spike Lee decided that he wanted to do that. I, I'm upset at Spike Lee for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess... Why don't you go first? What did you generally think about Defy five Bloods?
1: Um, I thought it was uh, pretty... I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I enjoyed yep. it. I enjoyed the film. Um, I thought there was good actor it was i i didn't even like look at how long it was until after it was over and i was like oh this was two and a half hour like honestly i was just chilling throughout it all i think it was yeah. late at night i was like i was watching it in bed i think whenever i watch a movie in bed i'm just like chilling during a movie and i don't care how long it is because <laughs> i'm just like yeah whenever it ends i'll just fall asleep i'm already in bed you know um, yeah no
0: it's a good deal
1: um but yeah, I, I yeah, I, I honestly a big reason I really liked this movie was as it was as I kind of uh, mentioned earlier, this was a 2020 movie, um, and we haven't had too many of those, so I was just like, yeah, no, excited. not a
0: whole lot of 2020 films. I was just
1: excited to have a new movie. To be honest, I was like, oh, this is new content. This came out this year. Uh, wow. Uh, but I think there was good acting in this movie. Um, Chadwick Boseman's in it you got
0: <laughs> yeah he's he's kind of in it
1: <laughs> you got uh Jonathan Majors who I loved in Last Black Man in San Francisco he plays a very different role here and he is ripped holy shit
0: he is he is jacked he is a he doesn't show it off too much but it's there oh
1: yeah uh but Spike Lee always always uh casts some great actors even himself um and do the right thing uh mm-hmm. but yeah those I I yeah it was a classic it was a spike lee it was a spike lee joint um it was different at times from other spike lee joints for sure but um it was another good one i i mean it's on netflix you might as well just check it out real quick Uh, it was it was was pretty good yeah that is a general
0: benefit of it being a 2020 <laughs> movie is it's on Netflix, so like, you want to watch a new movie? Right, like, turn it on, like easy. Don't have to go out, wear um, a mask. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> AMC almost said you didn't have to.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think there are other movie uh, theaters that still say you don't have to, but AMC some, for some reason took all the, the headlines.
0: Yeah, well, cause because AMC not only said they didn't, you didn't have to, they also said that they didn't want to get involved in politics, <laughs> like wearing a mask is a political thing.
1: Yep. Uh, God, the only people who have made it a political thing are the people who don't want to wear it. That's yeah, or the weak.
0: people, even people who just say it's a political thing, like they don't understand how health or diseases work. So they're like, clearly this is some sort of political plot. <laughs> to make me wear a piece of cloth over my mouth.
1: This is, uh, these are, this is politics here. I got, yeah, I got the flu the other day and I was like, God, I'm so sick of this political shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Goddamn Democrats gave me the flu. (laughs) Get this out of here. I don't want, I don't want to have to, I'm sick of politics.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so uh, I also liked it. I, I, I did not expect it to be the kind of movie that it was based off of the premise. Hmm. I didn't watch any of the trailers or anything. I really didn't know anything about it. So I went in. Oh, John has vanished from my screen. I'm here and he's back. (laughs) Uh, I didn't know anything about it and I, I got through the movie and I expected it to kind of be like a quieter, more introspective thing. And it sort of kind of takes a big shift towards the middle and it becomes a kind of totally different kind of movie. And I was like, oh, oh, man, okay. I didn't know we were going here. And i it's like getting on a roller coaster that you didn't know was going to be a roller coaster. You thought it was like a train ride. Mm. Um, and then, oop, turns out you're on a roller coaster. And I was like, I don't know if I like that, uh, being on that roller coaster. Interesting. But once I settled into to what it was, and once I sort of knew what, where it was going... Uh, I, I warmed up to it and I understood it a little bit better, okay. but yeah, I have, I have a lot of opinions on sort of how it handles its tonal shift and, and it's general genre, but yeah, I would recommend it. I would say if you have Netflix, go for it. It's still spikely. It's really well edited. I, I love the way it switches between different aspect ratios. Yeah, um, just the little edit inserts. There's some really clever camera stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Great Director is a good movie. And, uh, yeah, the, it's it's mainly just the character stuff and, and some plot stuff that I wasn't super hot on.
1: Uh, I watched after I saw your message in Discord saying, I did not expect this movie to be this way. So when you see a message like that, you kind of, like, expect anything to happen. <laughs> so my opinion yeah. might be a little different than BB's because I now, after seeing his message, I was like, okay, so it's going to, like... Something weird's gonna happen or subturn's gonna happen that I don't expect, but now I do expect it because we've told me, yeah. But uh, okay, so my perspective might be a little different there, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we could we definitely could discuss that one. Um, I think we should head to spoiler town, just get into the yeah, deep depths of this one. I, yeah, like it's a good non spoiler is like it's a good movie, good actors, has charm, like it's any Spike Lee movie, basically so Mm -hmm. just go watch it it's fun yeah um spoiler town here we go
0: spoiler town uh so where to start okay goodbye mark see you mark we love you um i i kind of just want to jump into my thing My my thing, if I can jump into it. It okay. So this sort of takes us towards the end of the movie. So we'll establish they're coming. They go back to Vietnam after having been in the Vietnam War or the U.S. War, as they call it in Vietnam, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. (laughs) Um, And they're looking for the remains of one of their uh, one of the Bloods. He he died in Vietnam and he was never retrieved. So they're getting his remains so they can bring him back to the U.S. But also. Uh, there's a whole bunch of gold bars buried in the jungle near his remains and they're coming back to get that so that they can all be super rich with these gold bars. Um, and I basically what you were saying about how the movie flew by, I actually felt like the movie felt long because we got to the point where they found the gold bars and they found his remains. And then I looked at the time and I'm like, this movie isn't even half over yet. Like, (laughs) They did what they came here to do. What could they possibly continue on? Like, is it really going to be that much introspection or something like that? And the movie immediately just takes this turn into not necessarily like a cabin fever type of movie, but just sort of a a greed kind of lust for gold kind of genre film where they all start to like mistrust each other and they're all trying to get more money. And once the first guy dies, I was like, Oh oh this is going to be that kind of movie (laughs) and I was just totally thrown off um, because like by the end of the movie I was like oh all five bloods are going to die in Vietnam Uh, and it becomes almost because it's funny they make fun of Rambo in the beginning of the movie and by the end of the movie you're like this is kind of Rambo.
1: (laughs) Um, because they're
0: all just shooting guns there's this like cartoonish french villain in a white suit like from an indiana jones movie or something um it it becomes very pulpy i guess i could say uh at a certain point and i really didn't expect this to be uh, a super pulpy like kind of actiony movie about money destroying friendships or bonds (laughs) And I think as that kind of movie, as a movie that's trying to be action-y and, and sort of suspenseful, I don't think it succeeds as much as it would have if it had focused more on the race stuff and the the concepts of war that it was wrestling with.
1: Yeah, um, I definitely agree. I, I, yeah, I like the first half of this movie better than the end of it. It's kind of like... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like uh, Lord of the Rings at the Fellowship would have stayed together the whole time or something. Like, they just start going nuts over gold.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> actually a really good comparison. Yeah. Like, the gold is the ring, and they
1: all they all want the ring. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think I, like, kind of could see... I could kind of see some violence getting there um, eventually, uh, mainly because I think his name's Paul... Uh, the one with PTSD, they all have PTSD, but he, it affects him the most. Yeah. He's
0: the worst one. He's the, the Trump guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The Trump guy, of course, the make America great again, hat man. Um, yeah. Which we could talk more about, about that.
0: Yeah, we definitely should. Cause I have opinions on that too. Um,
1: but yeah, he, uh, he, he was like showing violent outrage, not like physical, but it seemed like it would almost get physical points, but a lot of yelling stuff like that and i could kind of see mm-hmm. maybe he was going to get violent at some point because of that stuff but i did not expect a landmine explosion to randomly happen and absolutely not i was completely shocked by that and i was like yeah oh yeah i guess but they i mean they did kind of set it up well with uh yeah they do set it up yeah with uh david meeting uh the people who are there too specifically um to get rid of the landmine so that doesn't happen to people (laughs) Um, yeah (laughs) so i guess they did kind of set up so it wasn't that much of a surprise but it was kind of just like out of nowhere at some point you're just like oh my god and it was right while he was making the speech where he's like money's the root of all evil and you're like well he's dead now yes he doesn't even get to say the word evil (laughs) he explodes before he gets to that point Money is the root of all which did feel kind of... It did feel Spike Lee-esque in my mind at that point. I was like, yeah, that's that's a Spike mm-hmm. Lee move for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, then it just like devolves into this like crazy thing where all of a sudden Paul is like... His PTSD is like completely taken over at this point and he is just like yeah. fucking... It's his... Like he, he is the blood now. He's just fucking... He is the leader of everyone here now. He has a gun he's he's now <laughs> captured these people who <laughs> yeah who want to just
0: he's just like honestly he's kind of an asshole yeah. and my thing through the movie is like I don't like this guy and obviously they introduce him as the Trump guy so I'm I'm predisposed to disliking <laughs> yeah. him just from who I am as a person um and so that puts me off but I also like really applaud um, because that's a really loaded performance having to play like a black Republican who supports Trump and has PTSD has all this going on. And he like plays this super complex character. Um, and I really didn't like him. And I think that's almost a testament to his performance because you're like, this guy's got so much going on, and he's he's playing it off like someone who would have all that going oh,
1: yeah. on. Yeah, I think that that was the best performance by far. I mean, he has like yeah, a ton, like he has like two or three monologues at the end, basically, where you're just like, mm-hmm. where they're super powerful, all of them, and one of them after he's dead. Um, yeah, that's pretty beautiful too. So, like, oh yeah, his I think his performance was he carried the movie on his back like mm-hmm. his performance is really really good even though i do like his son david jonathan majors because he is ripped um and every yes. once in a while you're in a movie and you don't have to act you just have to be ripped you know um yeah mo- like in that last black man in San let's go jonathan majors he acted the shit out of that movie you couldn't even tell he was ripped but in this movie he mm-hmm. just had to show us his like guns and then i was like okay yeah
0: yeah Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of pioneered that form of acting back in the 80s. Um, He he was like, you know, we could act, but we could also just be ripped. And James Cameron was like, I got
1: you. (laughs) You're going to be a star. You're going to be a star. All you got to do is stand in front of this camera and show your muscles to me, baby. Show your muscles...
0: And then you're going to say, I'll be back. And that's it, Arnold. <laughs> you're, you've catapulted yourself <laughs> into into Hollywood stardom. Best
1: actor. Um, yeah. I do hope that uh, Paul, he's played by D- Delroy Lindo. I hope he gets maybe some nod at the Oscars this year because he did do really well, honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to see. I don't
1: know. I mean, we have no other
0: movies. Uh, to I'm kind of middle of the road on this, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so that was yeah he's just like an interesting character there was that point in the middle of the movie where he finds the gun um that otis brought because his uh i think her name's tn she gave it to him and they're all yelling he's like you brought a gun like why'd you bring a gun first of all like why wouldn't he bring a gun yeah. <laughs> like they're they're former soldiers um but secondly it's like why did they let him keep the gun yeah
1: i have no clue
0: he's clearly the most violent like angriest man in that group that's the last person i would let hold the gun i think <laughs> the one gun of the five that's of us. also the
1: reason you would let him hold the gun because because you're, <laughs> you're too scared to take it from him i guess <laughs>
0: no but they had it they took it from him and then they gave it back to him to calm him down yeah
1: exactly like if he if you don't give it to him maybe he just goes batshit and like
0: Okay. Yes, but counterpoint: you have a gun now, and he doesn't. <laughs>
1: true, true. <laughs> but they didn't want none of those people wanted to kill anyone until the
0: end. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I just like that. That's a lot going on. Of like, it, it's a big choice because it's like I give this crazy man who would definitely kill someone a gun, or I hold on to this gun and I won't kill anyone, but he might try and beat me up or and something. And his son was there, so like, it's like, if
1: I was like, yeah. if I were in that situation, my friend's son was there, like I wouldn't. I wouldn't kill his dad in front of him. I would just be yeah. like, oh, shit. Would, yeah.
0: Or maybe give the
1: gun to the yeah, son, yeah. make him a, a gun son. Here you go, son. You're a gun son now. <laughs> it's
0: my gun son. I love him. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, I guess the, like the first half of the movie, it's, it's hard to talk about cause it all is exposition. Um, it is a nice little introduction cause there are terms and stuff. I wasn't super in, like i didn't know a lot about like when they're calling them gi like i know what gi means but i didn't realize like that's sort of a common vietnamese thing mm. uh you refer to the american soldiers as gi and i thought it was a nice little tie-in you have the boy with one leg in the beginning asking for money and then we realize like the reason he has one leg is because of a landmine yeah. from the war <laughs> um and of course he scares them all because they all have ptsd so he scares them with the Whole, like firecrackers or whatever on the ground um which in the beginning i thought was mean but as paul becomes more of an asshole i'm
1: like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, he that um, deserved it i mean i we, kinda, at that uh, point i kind of was like he, he kind of deserved it because he was like that was when he revealed to to have voted for trump and had the hat
0: yeah and he also like wouldn't raise his glass to the v yeah, the yeah. ex viet Cong guys yeah exactly um I, I want to shout out Vin. We can't miss Vin. Vin is the fucking homie. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Best, best character in the movie by far. Vin, baby. Um, <laughs> Vin is like just... I love how Vin comes back and he's... They have the gold and the... the like. <laughs> I guess they're like new Viet Cong or some kind of terrorists come out and he's just, he's like ready with his gun. He's like, I'll kill whoever. I know. He, Vince like, Y'all, I'm your tour guide. I'll fucking bust a cap in anyone's that's, ass.
1: That's the kind of, kind of tour guide I want when I'm going on vacation, you know? Absolutely. Any tour guide that doesn't show up with a loaded
0: <laughs> pistol and is like, if anyone even looks at us the wrong way, I'm going to shoot them.
1: <laughs> like, I don't want that tour guide unless it's that yeah, guy same here if any terrorist group tries to get in, uh, in my face i want my tour guide to protect me all right i don't want to have to do yeah, absolutely shit. um <laughs> yeah i've I'm impre- if i were him i would have just been like what the fuck why are you guys getting me into this yeah shit? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that is sort of like i think the weirdest part about vin is that even though i love him he is so ready to just be part of this horrible yeah. thing that was just like thrust upon him. I assume that's kind of because his grandparents were like soldiers, so maybe he has some sort of like idea, or maybe even some sort of training from them. Because um, the Viet Cong were like like a very vicious—I don't want to say vicious—because they were defending their home, but they they were like obviously a very strong military force because they beat the U.S. military, <laughs> which is not easy to do. Yeah. Uh,
1: but yeah, at the beginning. Beginning of this movie is is that I liked the exposition's nice. It's cool story, um, Mm -hmm. uh, with like T N and everything, and uh, the guy finding out he has a daughter, which I thought was a fun scene. Fun (laughs) scene where he's just like, I I think he's silent for like ten seconds, just like can't even like ask the question.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, it's one of those things where like it's it's obviously the the whole movie is a little bit hammy but it is one of those things where the daughter comes in and he looks completely dumbfounded and at that point the daughter should have just been like oh so this is my dad and he he's realizing right now that he's my dad but she like still denies (laughs) it even after
1: that (laughs) oh so this is definitely my dad
0: (laughs) yeah the way he's like looking at me and and doing that thing that literally every movie does when there's like a child reveal yeah, he's my dad. This guy,
1: this guy is definitely my dad. Uh-oh. Yeah.
0: Uh, we should actually, while we're on it, um, we should mention movie 100% Bad Dads. Yep. Oh, yeah.
1: Tre- checks the boxes. We have a Bad Dad movie. Absolutely have a Bad Dad. Did Lord of the Rings have... Yes, Lord of the Rings had a Bad Dad. So many Bad Dads. Yep. God. Yeah. We're
0: Movies can't, can't have... Can't does, not have Bad Last Dads have is really dad? what I'm saying. Um you know i guess that's up for interpretation I, i'll say oh god you haven't finished the game so i'm not gonna say anything okay. um i'm trying to think of the first one but yeah i would say last of us might be one of the good ones where let's say there is a nuanced deck. okay Let's put it that way. Last of Us has a nuanced okay, dad. Nuanced so dad. good good and bad sort of go out the window when they actually take their time with things. Interesting. It's not just
1: good, bad. Hmm.
0: Yes, it's not because like the whole bad dad test, which we are, which big boy movies will f- eventually be famous for, <laughs> is bad dads, in my opinion, are like kind of the laziest way to get us on someone's side um, or to just create trauma out of thin air is like, well dads are shitty right let's just make a shitty one of those yeah, where it's and that's the i it's the know. main
1: conflict of so many characters in film it's just like my dad yeah. was shitty to me
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's exactly like oh man what happened to you i had a bad dad oh i get it <laughs> you don't have to say anything else and we don't have to develop anything of course further this movie pulls
1: uh, the old like I killed my m- mom by being born one. <laughs> it's just like,
0: Yeah. That's also another, another classic yeah, one. one. I feel like that one happens um,
1: all the time where it's just like, yeah, well my mom died giving birth to me. So he blames me. And it's like, why are these dads blaming them? Like it's not their fault. Yeah.
0: It's cause they're bad dads. <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give this one credit. Like at least, you know, Otis eventually becomes the dad that I think he should be. Uh, even though it took him like 30, 40 years <laughs> to get there. Um and then Paul has I would say Paul is objectively a bad dad but again he has a little bit of nuance which helps. Yeah.
1: And he like he I don't know he kind of has his redemption at the end right there where a yeah, little he bit. He has like a little bit. He has like a moment but like there's no there's barely any time for him to like pr- do any action yeah. that shows us he's redeemed himself because he just fucking dies like right after that yeah. moment. So
0: no, it's like I I'm going to talk about this in the most spoiler-free way possible, but in Better Call Saul, there's a moment where um a character is very abusive to another character and then the abusive one dies. And after he dies, he sends a letter to the person he'd abused over the years. And the letter's like, "Oh, no, I've always loved you. Like, I've always looked up to you. Um and like, you know, I give you a hard yeah. time, but I care about you." Basically what happens in this movie. Um, but in better call Saul, the character who receives that letter is like, oh, that's bullshit. Like that person was an asshole to me for my entire (laughs) life. Like this letter after he's dead isn't going to change like all this terrible stuff
1: he's done to me. Nice. I wish that would have happened in this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, that's honestly, in my opinion, that's a more realistic way of of handling that. I don't think a a post mortem letter is sort of really like fixes things. Yeah.
1: Um, my redemption was more of him seeing. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, Stormin Norman.
0: Oh yeah,
1: that, but that doesn't have as
0: much to do with the father. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: True, it's just him himself, I guess. And tr- yeah, it's it's him coming to yeah, peace yeah. with with his trauma. Yes, um, but not the trauma he gave his son, which yes is a lot. <laughs> oh he even yeah, cock blocked his son. So rude. Yeah, that's
0: <laughs> God. There, I have a lot of opinions on a lot of that stuff. But like, so I guess if you don't have anything more to say about that, um, I wanted to talk about, I guess kind of the ending and how the bomb disposal people were involved. Um, because I felt like almost sick to my stomach when Zeppo or Seppo exploded. I felt so fucking bad for that guy. Right. (laughs) Cause when, when one of the bloods exploded and he has like the most horrific death of anyone in that movie, you're like, okay, I get what they're going for here but seppo didn't do anything wrong he was a little bit of a jerk at the bar at that one point but being kind of a jerk at a bar (laughs) when you first meet someone does not warrant you being exploded by a landmine and i was like holy fuck like they were friends with that guy and now he's vaporized and so at that point um this is where I consider it like the full turn into this sort of pulpy genre film when Seppo explodes, because now in my mind, I'm like, okay, now everyone has to die yeah for this to like, I feel have an effective message of like how greed destroys friendships and how war never truly ends. Like in my mind, I wanted a black mirror, twilight zone ending where I think everyone has to die as a casualty of this unending war, maybe except for like the girl. Yeah. Maybe except for like the girl and the son, who are kind of our representation of the future. Like the girl's trying to clean up for a war she wasn't even involved in. And the son is like a black studies professor trying to like create better race relations and all that. And so you leave them alive at the end. That's the future, but everyone else who's like old timey and and then I guess you have some of the innocents to represent the innocent people who died during war. Um, but basically they left, in my opinion, too many people alive and they also gave a shit ton of money to places, which I guess in my I just don't feel like this movie necessarily earned its happy ending mm. is is ultimately my opinion. Like, you know, you if you kill Otis, then like that girl never knows her dad and that's dark. Um, but I feel like it's a stronger lesson than Otis being like, oh, no, I survived and now I can be this Dead that she always wanted to me and oh we actually were able to keep all the gold and we're donating it to Black Lives Matter and to this and to that and so it, you know you have this idea of greed destroys friendships and then you end the movie with like but also money helps you can put money wherever yeah. you want and it'll yeah. be cool um so that was kind of my issue with the endings I I guess I just wanted something darker yeah
1: yeah, i agree and there was like a moment with otis like because he did get shot right yeah he got shots Mm -hmm. and he was like laying there was like a good symbolism moment with the make america great again hat which was a a very big symbol in this movie where he is lying Mm -hmm. there with it on him um which i think would have had more impact to me if he was like actually dead but then he didn't die um yeah yeah, and the the bad guy even says,
0: like, no more bloods or something like that. Like, because it didn't even really click at that moment that, like, oh, Otis is actually the last blood here. Mm. And then he says, bloods don't die, they multiply. And you're like, oh, no, but the sun's also yeah, a yeah. blood. Um, so, and even then, after he says that, like, I feel like him dying makes sense because bloods don't die, they multiply. Again, here's the future. Yeah. Um, and then him and that girl don't even get together in the <laughs> end, which I know is, like, they live in separate countries and everything, but like we're build. I feel like we were building towards that. I wanted something. We didn't really get <laughs> if that. You're gonna
1: do a happy ending. Don't like half-ass it. You're just like, well, something. Just don't like work. give it to me. Don't work out. Just like
0: ass. have them kiss or something. I don't <laughs> just know.
1: a Little, little peck, you know. Something like yeah. That. <laughs> uh I agree. I do think Otis being dead would have made a lot of like the end have more impact because he did. The mm-hmm. we don't die, we multiply would have had. A way bigger impact if he would have died I think like I said the, yeah. hat, the symbolism with the hat would have been way better if he was dead um, but yeah yeah. I, but also I guess they want the happy ending with, her, with the daughter and him and Tien. yeah,
0: yeah the, I mean again he would have been survived by his daughter which would have helped the multiply yeah. line maybe she learns finally learns who her dad is and is like oh now I have to do something that's positive or I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, Trump stuff. Trump is in the movie. Trump is also in black Klansmen. <laughs> um, so it wasn't surprising. I was more surprised by how early they got into the Trump stuff. Cause black Klansmen, they just lay it out at the end. They're like, racism was bad in the sixties. And now check it out. Now, can you believe this <laughs> shit? The
1: same, um, <laughs>
0: It's the same and it's maybe yep. worse. Uh, but this movie is is straight up like they, they tackle Trump front on. I always feel weird when I see Trump or like Trump directly referenced or his imagery directly referenced in a movie because I, I just wonder how well it's going to age,
1: yeah, um, which is kind
0: of a scary thought because we don't know what's going to happen with this whole yeah. thing. Um, But yeah, it's i don't know i it's it makes me uncomfortable i like obviously i don't like the guy um but but putting him directly in a movie and it it almost feels like it 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 doesn't feel like they're talking down to me but i i appreciate more subtlety in movies i guess and to just throw trump on screen to be like get it he's he sucks and he's here uh it's like yeah i know that i live in the real world like I don't need the movie to, to play a clip that I've seen on the news and been horrified yeah, by.
1: There, yeah, there are moments in these... Because th- with this movie, and like you mentioned with Black Collins, man, he Spike is purposely including like real clips from real life um, that he wants to play every once <laughs> in a while. And um, yeah, I think some of them work. I think some of them don't. Uh, mm-hmm. I think some of them, I agree with you on the Trump thing. I'm just like, what's and also one of them is literally like like imagine if it does call out like one black one black person in trump's crowd like imagine if you're that black person and watching yeah. this movie and you're like i just got called out by spike lee
0: <laughs> yeah um, i mean i i have a i have a feeling like that guy probably wouldn't watch yeah, this movie <laughs> um but yeah it is weird to be like being the one black guy at the Trump rally. And now you're being called out in Spike Lee's new <laughs> movie, <laughs> like almost as a race traitor in a way, which is why what almost makes Paul's character so interesting, because you do sort of understand him and why he would support Trump a little yeah. bit. It's, it's never really fully fleshed out, but you're like, these people do exist. Like there are black people who voted for Trump. It's only like, I think like two or 4% of the total black population voted for Trump, but they're, but still people. they're yeah. out there. And like, I think it's cool for Spike Lee to try and explore like who these people are and why they might've done that. And you know, we can't pretend like they don't exist yeah,
1: Exactly. or that it's like a complete joke, I guess. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. It's, it's not what Paul, he does really well with Paul is Paul's not a parody. He's not because they even make fun of him. Like, Oh, you're the black guy who's dancing behind Trump. But like, obviously Paul doesn't, he's not a jester. He's not extremely dumb. He's clearly ignorant um but he's not a joke which i think this movie handles super yeah, I agree well with
1: that completely i think they're to go back on like the real life clips like i think there's some that are super informative for me at least that like i'm like oh i'm kind of glad i was there because i didn't know that this happened or whatever but some mm-hmm. of them are like okay obviously like martin luther king things or something like that i'm like okay maybe maybe there are people younger than me that don't know that this happened but like I feel like we all know that this happened like why does this have to be here like s- some yeah. things i'm just like you don't need to like do this all the time spike like we, like i know this shit happened. yeah i know what you what your movie's about and we're all good
0: yeah that was my thing is like i think a good example of a movie that handles sort of trump era politics really well is actually knives out um because sure. they never say his name in that movie and but they they very effectively get across like who they're talking about and you mm-hmm. get it and i think that's going to age much better because it is a more overall conversation they're having and it's not specifically about and the person
1: it's more about like the right versus it's about yeah, the it's politics about, like, right versus left and how like split we are right now which i think is more i think that's a big definitive moment in history rather than the person that is there while we're Yeah
0: while we're he's he's a symptom rather than the yeah. disease and, and knives out. You get that. Like this family clearly has this sort of very ingrained casual racism. They have that great scene where they're like, obviously they can never remember where Marta's is from, but they're also talking about immigrants and be like, Marta came here legally. Marta, tell us about how you came here legally and how you're a good immigrant <laughs> as opposed to all those bad immigrants. And you're like, yeah, you get that perspective without someone saying build the wall, you know? you can you can it's more nuanced than build the wall which i appreciate (laughs) about knives out whereas in this movie he literally says we have to get rid of immigrants build the wall and you're like okay i get it
1: (laughs) okay yeah this guy likes trump for sure that's (laughs) he likes trump
0: (laughs) i just can't imagine trump supporters actually talking like that like maybe they do because obviously i really don't know many of them but i don't think most of them are are as like outwardly angry or hateful or use his rhetoric as much yeah. i but yeah i don't know maybe they do just walk around and tell their friends like we gotta build the wall like a cartoon I character some
1: do but all the other ones i know yeah uh, don't say that's st- they think that stuff's stupid yeah. but they voted for trump for other reasons besides that yeah so. Or they secretly think it's a good idea, but don't want to talk about it, I guess. (laughs) Like people at least, most people at least know like build the wall is a stupid fucking idea. Like,
0: (laughs) yeah, they're, they're smart enough to know that like Trump says overtly racist things and that like, maybe he can do that. But like, if you go out and say like some ignorant, racist bullshit like you'll get called out so they have to be a little
1: bit quieter about it like stop being friends with you if you say stupid shit like that (laughs) yeah yeah you're not trump you don't have like a massive amount of money or fame so people won't just like be yes men to you i guess
0: (laughs) yeah people aren't gonna like give you a pass or i guess vote for you to be president
1: (laughs) very true yeah um anything else to say about defy bloods i did like i like you mentioned earlier i like the editing and the aspect ratio stuff and like when we were getting flashbacks mm-hmm. i did enjoy it being in a different aspect ratio and uh almost feeling like it, like a different film they had one of the characters was like recording at some points and you'd get like a perspective from him his camera at points which would th- mm-hmm. throw me yeah. off sometimes but i thought it was cool too um but yeah, I, and I really did enjoy those, the flashbacks, but it's because Chadwick Boseman's just like so uh, charismatic. <laughs> His character's just great. Yeah,
0: yeah. He was that kind of guy. Like you believed why they followed that guy and why they loved him because he was just such a, a cool oh, dude. Yeah, and I
1: really liked the, the Vietnam-like radio parts. Um, oh, really uh, yeah. Parts too where she was like making announcements over the radio.
0: Yeah, for for like the black soldiers specifically, Um, that's actually um, Watchmen, if you're listening to this currently enough, it's actually like free for everyone to watch this weekend outside of HBO. Um, But they have a very similar scene in Watchmen where we got a flashback to World War II and the Nazis drop these leaflets um, from the planes and it's these leaflets they wrote for black soldiers and the Nazis are literally like, hey, you're fighting for the USA and right now like you can't even drink from the same water fountain as a white guy like you should join the Nazis because we love black people <laughs> uh, and that's literally was like a strategy they used was they're like you're being oppressed at home they don't give a shit about you why are you fighting for them yeah uh, and yeah the Nazis used to like use this propaganda to try and turn black soldiers and it seemed like that's almost what they were doing in uh in Vietnam yeah
1: yep Um yeah i really like i I like those scenes a lot um but yeah i definitely agree i think we we're both on the same page with the second half of the movie being like kind of out of nowhere and not as strong (laughs) and kind of like yeah just like fumbled it feels fumbled to me feels a little all over the place
0: yeah as soon as they got to the point where they were kidnapping those bomb defusal people i was like okay this is out of hand like why are we escalating this so quickly because the whole reason they did that was just because i guess they knew about the gold and they didn't want anyone like ratting them out about the gold or something it was like so extremely paranoid which i guess makes sense for paul but i was like you you could just let those kids go like what would they tell anyone they'd be like oh a guy blew himself up on a landmine and these other old black guys were just acting really weird. Like they didn't have anything yeah, on know. them.
1: I was also just mad. It took David and um, Otis and and um, just all the people who weren't Paul to like, just like stop Paul, <laughs> just like gang up on it. It yeah. took them way too long to like get the gun from him, And just like, they were like being so obedient to him and like, he was Paul was making yeah. David do like all this stupid stuff to to the people that David clearly didn't want to do like tie him up and all this shit. And he's just like, I'm like, mm. can you guys just react yeah. quicker to this and just kick Paul's ass? Yeah.
0: yeah, David almost David almost made more sense because he kind of wanted that connection with his dad that he never had. So I can kind of forgive that. But everyone else, it's like this dude is clearly unhinged. Like these French bomb defusal kids are not a threat. Like why are you letting him like do all this terrible shit? Um, and it all ends in Seppo exploding, which was just horrifying because it's, I, that's one of the, that's one thing I just don't like in movies when people who are totally innocent get this horrible unceremonious (laughs) death. Um, and I know it's, it's like, that's what happens in war is like innocent people will just die unceremoniously. But That never sits right with me. It's like in Jurassic World. Do you remember in Jurassic World, there's this character who's just like an assistant? She gets the most gruesome death of anyone in the entire movie for no No. reason. (laughs) I don't remember. I'm like, why is this happening? It's like, if you don't remember, she's just like a random assistant character. She has like three lines. And then in the middle of the movie, like a pterodactyl picks her up, and like all these pterodactyls are like pecking her apart while she's in midair. And then she falls into the water and then the giant fish dinosaur (laughs) takes a chomp out of her and you're like, holy
1: shit. I barely remember this.
0: Yeah. She gets this horrific death and she did nothing. I
1: barely remember Jessica. Uh, (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's, that's, that's sort of become a meme at this point, but that's one of those things in movies where I'm like, seppo was kind of a dick like why did he have to explode i guess that's probably not the right takeaway from this movie but that was a big hang-up for me
1: uh, yeah i guess it, it happens sometimes man. you know jake johnson was in yeah. Jurassic world um, who, who was this who who played the assistant maybe that will help me i
0: don't think she was a big name actor i think she was just someone no. uh i guess i'll also mention before we end Obviously I, I think the themes of this movie were very strong up until the end of like wars never truly end. Obviously the Vietnam War technically never ended because it technically never started. Like Congress never declared war against Vietnam. We just sent troops there. Um and the scars still remain. Um the you know, and then I like the parallel of the war at home being, you know, racism never truly ended, and so they're dealing with that as well as dealing with these these ptsd scars that they have um i don't feel you know uh, amazingly qualified to talk about race relations in america on my movie (laughs) podcast that hosted by two white dudes Mm -hmm. but i can say i recognize it i appreciate it and um it's this i think the movie almost could have had a stronger follow-through with that if they wanted to be really heavy-handed with the politics i think um it it would have been nice for a little bit
1: more exploration in that area i agree i i'm with you there um yeah yeah i definitely like the themes throughout the movie and i think they could have just had a stronger landing That the, the end just it felt not very planned out to me it felt like he it felt like spike lee did flip coins and decide like okay who's who's gonna die yeah. next this guy or this guy <laughs> and like yeah,
0: the movie did feel very scatterbrained, yeah. I would say. Like it's it's a lot of different details and a lot of political messages and points and he mashes them all together into this story that kind of ebbs and flows and ends in a weird spot. Uh I also liked the the follow through of the dude who's like, "Oh, just so you know, I'd never jump on a grenade for you guys." And then he <laughs> yeah, literally does yeah. that at the end of the movie. I was like, "All right, you got that. I <laughs> you see did it."
1: Jump on the grenade. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I got nothing else to say about this film, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, good. Because like I said, phoning in, <laughs> checking out. Last of Us 2 all night, all day, baby. Yeah. Uh Until next time, I'll be playing Last of Us 2. So stay big, you beautiful boys and girls. Uh, I am as well.